It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Wizards podcast. Ben Standing here. I'm going to play for you guys some audio from Scott Brooks from Saturday's practice. I'm going to play, I originally had planned to play just a, a, a few snippets of it, but I'm going to end up playing the whole thing largely because I just, prior to what I'm talking right now, I recorded a podcast and for some reason my computer decided it didn't like it and it didn't seem to work and I don't really want to record another 30 minute podcast again. So I'm going to play the the, the, audio, the full audio from Scott Brooks. Some good stuff in there though that you'll want to hear. He's talking about Tomas Sadoransky, the, uh, the, 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 suddenly the uh, guy that everybody's talking about when it comes to the Wizards, uh, update on John Wall and since the Wizards are starting a new uh, road trip, five-gamer starting Monday in Utah, asked Scott Brooks about what he's looking for on this trip and thoughts on Monday's opponent, the suddenly hot Utah Jazz, who have been one of the hotter teams now in the NBA as the Wizards start this matchup. So I'll get to all that here in just a second on the Locked on Wizards podcast. And of course, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, anywhere else you do your podcasting. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ben Standig. You can find me on email, bstandig1 at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on the Wizards, where you think uh, this podcast should go, guests, things along those lines. And speaking of podcasts, this is a quick uh, heads up. I've started a new college basketball podcast. It's called Basketball in the DMV. Two podcasts up a week. You can find that on uh, Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash Ben Standig. Uh, if you become a patron member, which costs you four bucks a month, you will get 
immediate access to those podcasts. Otherwise, you have to wait a few days to listen. And uh, some other perks in there as well. Uh, this the next one will be out. Be some thoughts that I had on Georgetown, George Washington at this weekend's BB&T Classic. Uh, and why I kind of think the BB&T Classic might need to go away. Uh, it's been around for 24 years, but I think we may have seen it, see it's run its course. So all that, patreon.com forward slash Ben Standing. Um, alright, as I said, I'm gonna play for you guys in just a second audio from Scott Brooks from Saturday. Uh, the Wizards practiced before they headed out. Uh, well, they, they left on Sunday to head out to Utah for where they will start this five game, uh, Road trip. The Jazz it wasn't that long ago. It's you know the, the the Jazz were one of those teams out west. We're like, boy, you know maybe they're just not going to be able to recover without uh, Gordon Hayward. Uh, you know, where were they going to get enough offense from? And then of course the rookie Donovan Mitchell scores forty one points the other night, and the Jazz have now won five in a row. They're twelve and eleven. They would be in position to make the playoffs right now, as it were. The Wizards, in fact, both teams right now would be the seventh seed. The Wizards are 12 and 10. The Jazz are 12 and 11. Now, of course, one reason why the Wizards are looking suddenly a little bit, a little bit more interesting right now is the play of Tomas Sadoransky. He's helped out a bunch since, uh, John Wall's been out with his injury. Sadoransky, 22 assists, zero turnovers in the last four games. He's shooting a high percentage. He's aggressive. He's making plays. And, you know, I really do think that when it comes to the Wizards, it isn't just about, well, like, what players can they add? You know, can they make another move? If the Sadoransky we're seeing now, it's only a four-game sample size, but if it's even in the ballpark of where this is, not just over four games, but over 10 games, over 20 games, that's assuming Scott Brooks keeps him in the rotation, even when Wall returns. There's a reason to get excited about this from the Wizards, because when you look at Sadoransky and Ubre in particular, maybe Chris McCullough, but he just hasn't shown enough to, to, to say that there's any there there. These are two guys who, I'm not saying that they're the best players on the bench, although maybe they are, maybe they are, but they're the ones whose upside is far out, well, we don't know quite know where their upside is, but it seemingly exceeds where they are even now, whereas Mike Scott, Tim Frazier and so on, you know, we kind of get a sense of what they're at. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying you kind of know Mike Scott's can hit some threes, but not going to give you a ton of defense. Tim Frazier can run the half-court offense, but not much of a perimeter shot, and it is kind of small against a lot of players. The Wizards have to work around these things and accentuate the positives when they can. But when it comes to Sadoransky and Ubre, because they're young guys who have some athleticism and, and have shown, shown some ability already, it's conceivable they can take their game up not just one notch, not just two notches, but several. And depending on how much they can improve during this season could truly dictate how far the Wizards go. You guys remember I said back in the preseason that for the Wizards to win 55 games, it's going to come down to how much does Kelly Oubre improve? Well, he's definitely made some strides. He still has uh, enough of sort of those hyperactive bonehead kind of plays and you know shot selection is, isn't always there that you can't really say, well... He's figured it all out, but he's certainly closer than he had been. Seemingly the same thing with Sadoransky, who always had a, a good hoops IQ, but now is playing with more confidence. If these two guys can keep it going and, and not just have a, a good four-game stretch, a good eight-game stretch, a good 12-game stretch, but, but play it out from there, all of a sudden the Wizards 
look a lot more interesting come postseason. But anyway, let's not jump ahead too much. 60 games to go, but I'm just saying, as I, it's, it's, it's one of the things that makes Sadoransky interesting. I asked Scott Brooks essentially something along the lines of what I just said here. I don't, you know, give, hear, hear what you think of his answer was to my question about, uh, the importance of Sadoransky's growth, but a lot of other topics from Scott Brooks, starting with, and it is a Sadoransky question about how much consistency and, and opportunity has really just led to this uh, impressive stretch for the Wizards point guard. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Well, I think it's a combination of a lot of different things. Uh, getting an opportunity, but being prepared for it uh, before you get that opportunity, which has been the case with him. And then also the experience, the game. He's been in the NBA for over a year now. He's seen uh, players go through here and how they play and the players' tendencies. That's your best chance to have success when you know the guy in front of you, how he plays and what's his strengths and what's his weaknesses. As coaches, we uh, do the best we can do to inform them with video, with uh, print reports and talking to them. But it's also the game, live action, you see it. And Thomas is really, uh, he's a hard worker. He's uh, put the time in. He's taken advantage of the opportunities that he has um, been given while John has been out. Uh, hopefully it continues because his, uh, his ability to move the ball and make the next play quickly is, has improved a lot over the last year. Still, is some of this uh, a bit surprising? Some of his numbers, he has the highest uh, field goal percentage over these last four games, the highest plus minus over these last four games. The, the thing with Thomas, he's not going to take bad shots. He's going to take the shots that what the defense gives him, and he, you know, he's still stepping up and making them. He's he's worked on his three-point shooting a lot over the last year and a half, and that's going to have to continue to improve, and it has. Um because teams are going to give him that shot because he, he does do a good job of catching and going and, and then finding the pass over the smaller defenders. Uh, but he's – give him credit. Uh, along with our staff, they put a lot of time in and they work with him. And, and that's the thing. You don't see that. And you don't – a lot of times as a player, you don't see that your improvement because you don't get opportunities in the game. But when you do get it and you put the time in, it makes everybody feel good. Because it is a lot of work to be a good player in this league. Obviously, it's important for all your bench guys, Tim, Jan, whomever, to do well. You want them to improve and so on over the course of the year. But to some degree with the veterans, we kind of know what, what they are. It's just a matter of them kind of doing their role. But with Thomas and, and Kelly and maybe Chris, we don't quite know where, where, where things are going to go. Does that make it sort of more exciting, not just for now, but maybe for the bigger picture of the team, especially since you don't have as many draft picks as yeah, we, we, we want to develop guys. I like developing players. I want our staff to continue to focus on developing players, but we want to win games. It's always uh, number one priority is it's a win-loss league, and, and you know that going into it, and our guys know that. We have to play the guys that give us the best chance to win, uh, but there's 
there's reasons why you have a big team, you know, 15 guys or right now 14 with a couple of guys hurt for us, 12 guys, that you have to be ready at all times. And and that's uh, that's not just coach talk. It actually happens. And sometimes it happens and the player's not prepared and you know uh, that's the case. But sometimes, uh, like the last couple of games with Thomas, you knew that he was going to be prepared. Now, you hope that he plays well. He stepped up and played well and played big minutes in these last couple of games. And you know, two of our last three wins were a big part of his uh, ball moving, his uh, toughness, and his just his competitive spirit. You can tell from somebody's practice. I mean, I mean, obviously you see him every day, but you you just like, okay, this guy's not gonna have it. Or yeah, I mean, I mean not not necessarily with our. I've been fortunate with our guys wherever I've been. We've kind of demanded that we we have a, a level of play and a level of practice and I've seen it time and time again as a player that guys don't work as hard as they should and and when if they get minutes and they don't work as hard their minutes decline or they get out of the rotation or vice versa if you don't put the time in and then you get minutes and you don't do well it's not a it's not a it's not a science it's just it's just how how the game is supposed to be. If you work hard and you got the skill set, uh, it should you should pay off. And I guarantee, I guarantee with Thomas, he utilizes every day with great effort. He's, I'm sure he wants to play more. Uh, when John comes back, he's going to want to play more, and he's earned these opportunities to get opportunities to play more when John comes back. He uh, got this road trip, obviously, coming up. Beyond playing well, or anything for you that sort of you're emphasizing going into this about what you guys need to do in this trip? Well, we want to bring uh, we want to bring the toughness that we've had, you know, the last few games, uh, Minnesota, and then you know Philadelphia. We came back, but last night was one of our better games, especially in that second half uh, on both ends of the floor. And we we have to do that uh, this road trip. You know, Utah's playing well; they won three in a row. Portland beat us uh, last week. We have some teams that beat us. Phoenix beat us. Clippers we haven't seen, and Brooklyn we haven't seen. But it's a it's a road trip. You know, another opportunity for us to get better without John. And you know, hopefully we we bring the toughness that it's going to take to win on the road. Is it too soon for John to maybe do something that day off in Phoenix after your back to back? I haven't looked that far. I mean, it's, everything is just. Plan, you know, keep progressing to get on the court. He's going to get some shots today. Um, probably not. I mean, real light shooting today. It would be the first time he's been on the court. Um, don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the day to day. It's just going to be how he's progressing as his knee continues to um, improve and get ready to play in the game. With the uh... Utah, obviously a different look for them without Gordon Hayward. What have you sort of noticed for them? Obviously, they still have Gobert doing what he does inside. Yeah, there's um, Donovan is probably you know, nobody. Nobody talks about him as being uh, one of the best rookies or rookie of the year. He's definitely is showing that he should be in consideration <laughs> for being rookie of the year. You know, even last night, 41 points. Uh, I watched the second half and he was. The reason why they won that game with his energy and his aggressive play and his shot making, his driving ability. I think he had like 17 points in the fourth quarter alone. 
Um, they're good. They're scoring the ball a lot lately. And I, I'm sure with their injuries and their style of play is probably changing and, and it's changing on the fly. Quinn is a great coach and you know, they, they figured it out without Gordon. You mentioned the defensive three-point percentage. Brad's at the top of the league in contesting three-point shots. How do you evaluate his development as a perimeter defender? Uh, it's it, it's definitely has improved. I mean, he I thought when, when I took over, he was pretty good. But now I really think that he's one of the best two-way players in the league. He can... He can do a lot of things offensively, and he's not like we've talked about many times now. He's uh, he can play pick and roll, he can drive, he can shoot threes, he can play make, but he can defend, and he can defend smaller players. You can put him on, on any of the guards. You can put him on some smaller forwards. So it still needs to get better. I mean, I think his his growth as a defender is going to be able to. Um, continue to guard multiple players, you know, because we can do a lot of switching, and, and he's could be a big part of that. All right, there you go, Wizards coach Scott Brooks. Some interesting stuff there. Uh, I want to write more about the Sadoransky situation with regards to what I was saying before, in part because I don't know if Brooks totally gave the answer I was um, looking for, but that's fine. Uh, anyway, Wizards in action Monday night, late night against the Utah Jazz. The plan is to record a podcast after the game. It will be a late night one, so you never know, but I presume that will happen. Either way, make sure you subscribe to the Locked on Wizards podcast. You can find it on iTunes, and if you're in there, uh, leave a a rating, leave a nice comment. All these things help. would definitely appreciate it. Help more people find the podcast. All right. I wish I had the first version of this I'd recorded worked it didn't so we'll just have to move on and uh figure out another uh, figure out what happened and just make it better the next time so appreciate it until next time see ya everybody just deal gets open for three dagger Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.